Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Steven. And I'm Kyle. What's up, Kyle? How much, dude? I just want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Uh, thanks for hanging out, and thanks for telling all your weird friends, because that's the most important part of this show. That's yeah. your job. Helps us. Is to tell everybody. Bro. Um, and I love how you phrase it as, that's your job. Yeah. Now our listeners are employees mm-hmm. who do not get paid. They're volunteer workers. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I can I can get out with that. Anyway, Kyle's got some, uh, looks like some creepy alien encounters. They, yeah, they suck. They fucked with my head a little bit. Sick. Yeah. Sick. That's yep. going to be a good time. Uh, first, we got to get through the business. Check it out. Check us out at all our social medias: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Just come and hang out. You know the deal. I'm not going to waste a lot of time talking about it, but we also got a uh, Discord. Come and hang out at that. Check out our link tree, and that's where you can find all the cool stuff. So that's pretty sick. If you have a uh, paranormal encounter you would like to share with us, Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can call our phone, which is going to be 1618-556-0837. Leave us a voicemail. Leave us a text. You can call it. It doesn't matter what time of day or night it is. I usually leave it in my my dedicated entertainment room at home on silent. So you guys can do whatever you want. And then when we throw it out there, we'll throw feelers out and we'll accept candid interviews on record nights or Friday nights. Probably record nights. I don't know. Whatever it is. Whatever we want to do. Yeah. And then we're hopefully my little audio trick coming up here is going to work to where Steve can run a live YouTube video while we do candid call-ins. So it's going to be like a whole like legit Art Bell style radio show That'd be sick. where you guys can leave comments on there while the interview is going on. And it'll be a little bit more interactive for everybody, which I think would be fucking awesome. I even thought about maybe doing like setting up like Twitch streams. Yeah. Where we don't even have to be at the same like location. Granted, right. We wouldn't be able to use our uh, microphones and shit. Right. We could interact with other podcast hosts. We could interact yeah. with people with like dope ass encounters that we right. want to come on. Just something to kind of swap it up a little yeah. bit. Make it, make well, it sick. Once, we, once we're not broke. <laughs> Uh, and we upgrade mics. I can always take one of these mics home. Oh, yeah, that's true. That way, if we ever needed to do an emergency cast or whatever. Uh, speaking of, going to be some work challenges coming up for me in the near future. They're getting really stupid with uh, some, I'll just say, some new policies coming in play. I told Steve about them, and they are, they're completely, they're just, they're just asinine. Um, anyway, so I foresee money being tight in the near future. Uh, I was wondering if anybody would be willing to help donate a a graphic if you can come up with one because I'm currently in the process of making me and Steve a custom house guy podcast table and I was going to stencil on a cool logo if I can put one together or if somebody can send me a, a dope one so just think stencil if you end up making a making, dope making one and, and donating it to us uh yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Maybe somebody can give us a hand. Maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. If not, I'm fully capable of coming up with something. And you'll be part decent. of Hollow Sky history. This is true. This is true. Uh, yeah, as far as submitting, we got a little far off there. Uh, you can email us, hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. 
Literally everything's in the show notes now. Uh, do does the Discord link stay the same? It should. Every time I share it, I put to where it doesn't expire, but apparently it does. So I don't know how to fix because it. Because I was going to put that in the show notes, but I'd heard you I'll talking send about you one it. That shouldn't expire. Okay, cool. That way, I'll just throw it in the show notes, <laughs> and anybody who wants to pop into Discord, you just go to the show notes, look it up. You're ready to rock. Yeah. Uh, we also have a PO box. So that's oh, yeah. in the show notes as well, probably. Maybe not. Yes, it, it is. It is. If you want to send us dope shit through the mail, you can do that. Uh, shout out to Spike. He's just sent us a whole bunch yeah. of dope stuff from uh, some travels along Route 66 and from his man cave. We got a uh, Roswell postcard, which is dope. Uh, Crater Lake postcard, this cool little uh, Route 66 memorabilia thing. And he sent us all kinds of cool shit. Yeah, and so. I sent you the, the pictures from Nate. When he was traveling across, oh, we yeah. got our sticker on the the infamous black mailbox. How fucking crazy! Which is, is that? like that. We I don't made know, it. That's crazy. That's the, what I said. I posted it in Discord. I'm like, we finally made it to the big time or the major leagues or whatever it was. Roswell knows or Area 51 knows about Hollow Sky. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Like, anyway, it's so cool. And then his pictures were they're they're worth looking at. I thought yeah. it was I thought it was. I sick. posted them up on Facebook. It's right on. Sick. Um. Oh man, people are gonna be so mad that we're not starting the episode. I don't time. give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's uh, all different kinds of ways you can ways you can. Wow. There's all different kind of ways you can support the show. We've got a Venmo. We have a Patreon. You can go and check out those things if you'd like to support us that way. Yeah. You can tell your friends. The more people we get to listen to us, the better off. So tell everybody. Share it on social media. I want to see Hollow Sky everywhere. Yeah. Just just send it. And, and think about this as well. If you're adamant on doing something nice for us, I probably shouldn't talk about it yet, but I'm going to go ahead and talk about it. So there was a dude who texted the phone about sending us an item because <laughs> he heard that one on one episode we were cracking more monsters. And he's like, yeah, you boys can't be having that. This just isn't right. So what did he do? He went out and got us a legit... From my understanding, I haven't received it yet, so I hope I'm not having my leg pulled. But from my understanding, it is a monster mini fridge. Sick. And he's sending it to us to use for to keep our monsters and beverages cold. It's going to be a good time. That's fucking awesome. Those we're, things are expensive as shit. We're going to slather it with stickers, so if you got any stickers you want to send to us, any... Uh, Speaking of monsters. Any of our... Ooh, I didn't get one yet, but... Any of our fellow podcasters out there want to send us some of their stickers to slather on the monster cooler, we shall do it. I wish I could do the Macho Man Randy Sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I would do it every time I took you, my you first can. swig of, of a monster. You can. I can't. I can't. I can't I'd, I'd do it disjustice. <laughs> I just Another way you can support the show. God damn, we are all over the place today. We're excited to be here, yeah, folks. I mean, it's it, been a minute. It feels like I haven't to talked go. to Steve in like four months. So. It's, it's true. Um, you can leave us five star rating and reviews wherever you listen to your podcast. I try to find them. People have been emailing them to me, so that's freaking sick. Yeah, that is Just awesome. Get them to us. Um, shout out to Helen. She is a UK listener, and she found all of my uh, UK five star rating ratings and reviews, and just sent them over to us. So I'm gonna sick. read them. Hopefully We're just get some gonna Chinese come. ones. Yeah, send them over. That we can't read. Well, I'll translate it. Okay. But today's, if you do hit us with a five-star rating and review, I'll gladly shout you out. Today's five-star rating and review is from our boy, Mike LC 19 
It says, world's dopest podcast, five stars. Love, love, love this podcast. Recently found you guys and have binged all your episodes in the past few weeks while at work. Feels like just hanging out with some mates, telling spooky stories, and I love it. Keep it up. Stay weird. You're both awesome. Michael from London. Well, Michael, you're awesome. So you I second that. Weird. I second that. It's <laughs> We are borderline paranormal celebrities at this point. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, I got nothing. I'm pretty much, I still can't wrap my head around that people, people from a different country listen to us. I'm pretty much, I can't wrap my head around people from a different county listening to us. I know, but at this point I've already accepted the fact that I am basically the Bruce Willis of paranormal. It just is, it's just that. And I, everybody everybody who knows me knows that I'm the Nicolas Cage of my generation. We are virtual, like we are legit identical to those people. Are. If anybody can get to Bruce Willis or Nicolas Cage, get us get them on the show. Uh, we'll send you some free stickers. I'll probably have a heart attack if Bruce Willis comes. I thought you were gonna say a heart on. Well, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, moving on, we have derailed. So send us a five star rating and review. Appreciate you. Yeah, you guys are dope. I appreciate everyone who does anything for us. Yeah, me Whether too. Whether you, me too, are a, a twenty three cent patron member. Or you donate a quarter to Venmo, you tell us to what tell us to a friend, anything. Tell us to F off. That too. I appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> okay. Bringing her back around, I promise. We this kind of goes with uh, Yeah. This kind of goes with Kyle's uh Theme. UFO encounters. It's our listener encounter of the day. It's from our friend Tyler. It's called Grandpa's UFO Encounter. He says, hey guys, came across your podcast after getting all cut up with the confessionals and Sasquatch Chronicles, and you guys are awesome. I have a story that didn't happen to me personally, but I figured it would be something you would find interesting. Basically, about a year ago before my grandpa passed away from cancer, I got to spend a lot of time riding around in a truck with him. He was a seed salesman to farmers, so I spent all kinds of time driving across the state. And somehow we ended up talking about UFOs and aliens. Long story short, he had two UFO encounters in his lifetime. First was relatively quick when he was a young boy and basically explained that he and his siblings saw multiple bright lights during the daytime kind of zip around the sky and then take off. The second encounter is much more interesting to me. It happened approximately sometime in the late 60s. I believe he said my mom had been born and was in the back car seat while they were on a remote highway somewhere along the western slope of Colorado. Both encounters happened in Colorado. What he described was a big ball of light that flew across the sky relatively low, and when it passed over, all the cars on the road instantly died. He said everyone got out and waited for 30 minutes to an hour before any of the vehicles would start up again, and everyone drove off. I asked him if he remembered if he could see any kind of ship or saucer, but but at the time, all he said he remembered was bright lights but i feel like when he had briefly told me this story a few years prior he had mentioned something about a disc he was a no-nonsense strong christian guy who wasn't known for making up stories not that proves aliens exist but he was the kind of guy to read his bible and pray to god every day and he said when he asked god whether or not there was something like aliens he said he heard a yes that may not seem like a big deal but there are a lot of christians who put off the idea of aliens because they aren't necessarily directly mentioned in the Bible. Anyways, that was his story, and I believe him. Keep up all the good content, guys. Thanks. Tyler. Tyler, thanks so much for sharing your uh, grandpa's uh, encounter. First, I want to say I'm sorry that your grandpa passed away. That uh, That sucks. Yeah, that's rough. But it was also dope that you got to, like, 
ride around with him a lot and hang out and so connect yeah that's awesome those are memories that'll stay with you forever oh for sure uh that is a wild ufo story i love the fact that like the power surge shut the cars down which in the 60s you wouldn't think there would be a whole lot of electronics going on true in vehicles at the time but that, i guess that doesn't necessarily mean anything i think did betty and barney hill talk about their cars not functioning at the i don't time? remember you hear that a lot you hear that a lot oh in yeah UFO stories for sure i um yeah i wonder how f- i don't know i'm just kind of and you always believe you always believe those no like you were saying he's a no nonsense type of guy like you always you take what those people say serious because you know they're not known for being bullshitters yeah you know, especially in like a casual conversation situation, like you guys are just talking, you're not joking around and being, you know, idiots for lack of words. So there was no reason for him to pull your leg. Yeah. You got on the subject and he was like, you know what? As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Yeah. I love it. I love I actually it. got a video of, and I hope it's real, from this dude on Instagram where he recorded the classic black triangle ufo oh that's sick yeah check it out real quick you can kind of see it up there it's it's definitely got the the classic black triangle with three white lights at the end of each tip that is weird yeah yeah that's it's fucking weird ain't it that is weird yeah Hell yeah, throw that up on the media. Which is cool that people <clears throat> send this type of shit to us. Yeah. You know, so we, yeah, get, we you, get all types of shit. If you want to send us a uh, personal encounter, please do. That's Absolutely. my favorite part of the show to just kind of keep these, keep this the oral history of the phenomenon going on, getting it out yeah. there. Because a lot of these things, you know, people, if, if your grandfather didn't tell you these stories, you would have never known they existed. Yeah, they would have went to the grave with him. Yeah, you know, you so. Know, my dad told me about one he had when he was he was little. It's important to keep these things going in the compu- in the community that we put together, not us personally, but everybody. Right. So yeah, get us get us your creepy stories, man. Appreciate. And thanks, you. Tyler. Be safe and stay weird out there, dog. Hell yeah. All right. With that being said, Kyle's about to bring it in with some uh, some weird wild shit. UFO stuff. Yeah. Sixteen minutes is when the episode starts for all you people timing it. Cool. Good job. Um. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I think, yeah, I've done an episode on from this book before. It's called UFO Frightening Encounters. But I had a little extra time one night, so I just started digging through it. And man, some of these stories in there are ridiculously bizarre. They're not. They're not like in the context of like mutilation and stuff like that. They just. It's one of them stories that just really fucks with your brain. Speaking of which, side note real fast. Uh, the holophone from Hollow episode, it just blew the fuck up. Like, we have a lot of stories now on our phone. Hell yeah. So that's exciting. Because, yeah, I forgot about it. But when you were talking about keeping, you know, sharing our stories and keeping that alive and spreading it out, like... Are, a lot of people seem to really enjoy that, so that's awesome. But anyways, going back to the story here, this story follows Jim, and 
as a kid, he was re- relocated a lot due to his mother's working position. I guess she worked for Toyota, and they just always were wanting her to move around. But when Jim was 16, his family finally settled in Charleston, South Carolina. This city was roughly an hour away from their grandfather's farm. So it kind of worked out, and they were excited that they'd be able to go see their grandfather once in a while. And, you know, being that Jim was 16, it was a perfect opportunity for him to start working for his grandfather. And not to mention, he could make a little money after school. He could also possibly one day take the farm over because that was the initial set of plans was that Jim would inherit the farm and then it would be his kind of responsibility to keep the family business running. Well, in June of 2001, Jim, his mom and brother, and also his, his mother's new boyfriend headed to the farm. When they got there, Jim's mother noticed how terrible the farm had actually been or how, how terrible it was looked. And she was taken back by it because her, she knew her grandfather or her dad, sorry. She knew that her dad wasn't this type of man. Like he took a lot of pride in this farm and everything was always taken care of. It was spotless and to pull up and see the house in shambles, the property in shambles. She knew right away that something was wrong. So they pull up and she was, you know, she started trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Well, apparently, you know, they, they initially took it as, okay, maybe, maybe his old age got to him or maybe there was some type of unknown illness that we, we hadn't known about. But the initial plan on this particular trip was for the family to spend a nice long weekend at the farm with their, the grandfather slash dad, and then leave Jim behind. That way Jim could start learning the way of the farm and just start figuring out. And, and Jim was also excited because he, he get to spend more or spend more time with his grandfather, which he hadn't had a lot of time doing that. So while everyone was there, it was this, it had this weird, like, I don't give a shit energy. His grandfather just didn't give a shit about anything. Like he didn't have that like welcoming to see you type attitude. It was more of like, Oh great. They're here. It's almost like, almost like he took it as like a, like a nuisance that they're there. You know what I mean? And he didn't even give a shit about uh, his daughter's new boyfriend. Did not, didn't almost didn't even acknowledge that he was there at all. So it gets time for everyone to leave. And Jim's mom pulls him off to the side and she's like, are you, are you sure you want to stick around with your grandpa being like this? And Jim's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. You know, I want to start learning the farm and I do want to take this business over one day because it, it means something to me. So, you know, Jim's plan was to learn the ways of the farm and possibly prepare for taking it over. At the same time, Jim felt a little obligation to see what was going on with his grandfather. So that was another reason for him wanting to stay. So Jim sets his alarm early, expecting grandpa to be up and rocking, right? 
So Jim's alarm goes off. He gets up, gets dressed, and he's almost expecting his grandpa to either be down there cooking breakfast or out there working. Yeah. You know, crack of dawn shit. How you'd expect a uh, old school farm to Yeah, to right. Be. That's how my grandpa is. He's up, up with the sun, down with the sun. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so he, he walks out of his room, and he hears his grandpa, and they're just sawing logs dead asleep still so he's like well that's kind of weird but whatever so jim goes downstairs he gets some breakfast real quick and to be a little bit of a go-getter he's like you know what i'm gonna go outside i'm gonna start talking to some of the hands and see if i can't help somebody just start figuring something out so jim walks over to this this worker and his name was iggy and he starts to help with the horses and Jim starts making small talk. You know, he's like, you know, what what's going on with Grandpa? Like, wh- do you notice? Have you noticed things changing with him? And Iggy's like, yeah, dude. Uh, the past few months, your grandfather grandfather has been he has been off pretty bad. It all started when animals started going missing. And Jim's like, well, I have, I didn't hear anything about this. And everyone you know, assumed that it was because the animals were, you know, stolen. They escaped or, or maybe a wild animal got a hold of them and took them, whatever. He starts to explain how these animals would just mysteriously vanish in the middle of the night without any trace. So Jim's grandpa, or grandpa installed heavy-duty locks on all the animal stalls. You know, it was, it was step number one to ensure that these animals weren't getting out or being stolen but the animals kept going missing. At this point, everyone on the farm was was kind of baffled, right? They're like, all right, we've put, we've updated the locks on it. There's no way people are breaking in here. The locks are still there and locked in the morning. So what the fuck? Grandpa takes it up a, a notch. He's like, all right, I'm just going to ex- install security cameras around the, pro- on the, around the property. This is where it gets fucked up. Gives me goosebumps. <laughs> After he installs the cameras, it seemed to deter whomever was taking the animals for a little bit, right? But two or three months, or two months, sorry, two or three days later, the vanishings began happening again. So Grandpa started to play back the video footage of those nights. When he did, at random type, random times throughout the night, the video would turn to static. Which reminds me yep, of the person from nearby <clears throat> I knew you were gonna say in it. the encounters he was having. Because the same exact description. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, that's creepy. So, at this point, Grandpa is really pissed. Because he's not catching anybody on the cameras. They're, it seems to be that the cameras are on the fritz. And he's just kind of besides himself. So he's like, all right, I'm going to help you again. So Grandpa goes out, hires somebody to monitor the property all night long alongside the cameras. The very first night, the worker quit and said the place was cursed. (laughs) And that's literally all they got out of him. There was no further detail on why he thought it was cursed or anything of that nature. He just said, this place is cursed. I'm the fuck out of here. I'm not doing this anymore. So during Grandpa's paranoia, 
the work began to pile up and customer relations began to fail. Grandpa was so focused on figuring out who was stealing from him that he completely abandoned every aspect of the farm. He was just laser focused on finding the truth. Now, at this, at this time, Jim had been talking the story, or he, Jim had been talking to Iggy for quite some time, and he forgot to, he, he basically forgot all about Grandpa. And he's like, oh shit, I need to go check on Grandpa and, you know, let him know that I'm still here and et cetera, et cetera. So he's like, all right, Iggy, I got to bounce for a minute. I need to go check on Grandpa and, you know, just say good morning to him, whatnot. Jim goes back to the house. He opens the front door and he starts to hear mumbling. And he's like, what? Okay, whatever. So he, he walks up close to the door, kind of starts to listen in, which is this to be his, his grandpa's bedroom. And he starts, he, he keeps hearing this, this mumbled chatter coming through the door. And then all of a sudden it kind of changes, changes to this panic induced yelps alongside mumbled speech. So Jim thought something's wrong with my grandpa. He's having a heart attack or a stroke. Something medically wrong is, is going on. So Jim blasts right through the door. And as he does this, Jim's brain explodes into a million pieces. <laughs> Great. What he sees is his grandfather's body floating about a foot above the bed. His grandpa was face down. So like imagine if he was sleeping on his belly and then he just started to float a foot above the bed, right? The mumbling continued. And at this moment, his, his grandpa's head turned to face Jim, but his eyes were still closed. Nope. Nope. That's nope. what I'm saying. When I read that, I'm like, nope. get the fuck out of here. Nope. All of a sudden, his grandpa dropped back to the bed. After about five seconds, his eyes shot open. And at this point, it was almost like grandpa didn't was unacknowledged of anything I was, because he looks right at Jim and goes, what the fuck are you doing in my room? Dude, I thought you were going to say when he looked at him, he was going to start saying some some no. weird shit. Like, no. Like the fourth kind when they were talking through. Oh, the yuck. People that were. Uh, this story, would that would have been a lot scarier. I'm like, Because oh. he said, like, it's, 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 it, you describing the scene as horror, is a horror movie. Yeah. You know, oh, it gets like, better. Grr. It's not like the encounter doesn't like take any more turns but the his grandpa delivers a one-liner at the end it's it it almost that scene in particular almost blurs the line between exorcism encounters mm -hmm. and for sure yeah alien i didn't even think about that cuz a lot of times you hear in in exorcism accounts oh that gives me fucking goosebumps dude uh, thinking about that levitation and, yeah, for and sure. And weird tones, mumbling. Speak. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, that muddies the water a bit. So, you know, Grandpa's pissed that Jim's in his room. He's like, what are you What are you doing in my room? Get out now. And Jim's like, Grandpa, what the fuck happened to you? Like, what? what's going on? And his grandpa just kept yelling, get out, get out. So Jim, you know, ends up listening to his grandpa. He leaves, goes into the kitchen to gather his thoughts. 
And not long after this, Grandpa comes downstairs, goes in the kitchen, and Jim notices four evenly spaced puncture marks in the back of his neck just below the hairline. Jim's like, Grandpa, what what the fuck is that on the, on the, your neck? And literally, you know, with the same grumpy-ass old man attitude, Grandpa basically tells him, mind your own fucking business. You need to go outside and help one of the other employees, Maria. So Jim goes out. He spends the afternoon busting his ass out there with Maria when all of a sudden he hears his mom's voice calling him. And, you know, he's he's really confused. He's like, what the fuck? Well, he turns, and sure enough, his mom is walking towards him. And she says, Grandpa, you know, just called and said that he didn't want any more visitors at the farm and for me to come get you. And Jim was kind of confused. Like, what the heck, man? So, you know, they walk up to Grandpa, and Grandpa looks Jim in the eyes, gives him one of them old school firm handshakes, and he looks, he like I said, he looks Jim's in the Jim in the eyes and says, "I wish you could understand." That was the last time Jim ever saw his grandpa or the farm. Like that just I know that's a simple statement. I wish you could understand, but that that is terrifying to me. He's acknowledging Jim's questions in that moment without acknowledging anything. Yeah. Yeah. So his grandpa knows that something fucked is going on. And his grandpa might even know What's what is going, going on. on. He just doesn't want Jim to have any part of it. Right. He doesn't want anybody to have any part of if it. He didn't go into he didn't go into any detail about like what happened to his No. Grandma. Nope. That was the end of it. Because I'm gonna assume that Jim the never probably just lived out the rest of his days there. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. He didn't just like disappear. You're right. And because I, that's where my brain went. No, 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 no. I don't I'm think like, that oh, was fuck. the case either. He got abducted. Because they, I also, they took the whole goddamn farm. I also forgot to mention that, you know, when the animals were going missing, that's why he was so short staffed. At first, he thought it was the staff stealing uh, from him. So he started he firing, firing people. people. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's one another reason why the farm was so in shambles because he, his paranoia was so high and he only ended up keeping a couple people there. That makes sense. And I would assume, I honestly would assume it's that like old school mentality. Oh yeah. It's somebody's fucking fault. Yeah. But I would assume that after this incident, grandpa probably got rid of everybody. And like you said, lived his days out there dealing with whatever he was dealing with. Yeah. Which almost makes you wonder, was Grandpa scared that they were going to do this shit to somebody else? So Grandpa was basically, he was he was the shield that protected everybody? Yeah, that's... that's. Or was Grandpa, did he have this like understanding where he was like, no, this is where I want to be? Oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. It's got to be one of those two, right? It has yeah. to be. 
like I, I just keep attributing it to my grandpa, and I think my grandpa would have been like, you know, like our grandpas um, would have been the shield. Yeah, that's that's yeah for I'm sure at. without question. He he would he would keep it low key, but he would get everybody everybody out of the way. Yeah, like, right. Like firing people when in all right. actuality he was just getting them off the property. Yeah, which yeah, I mean that's a good fucking point. That's a great point. It's a uh, I don't know. It's it's a fucked up one. Like I said, it's subtle. The story was subtle enough, but it has that like that mind fuck to it where you're just you, you like you said, you picture that scene where grandpa's floating and you like the last like I could I can only imagine seeing all that, seeing puncture marks in the back of my grandpa's neck and then yeah, the that's, last that's weird too. The last thing I hear from him is he shakes my hand and just goes, "I wish you could understand." And then that's the last time I ever see my grandpa. Yeah, that's fucked up. I just I don't know. It's it almost hits it almost hits different it being an older person. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not that anybody has any more credibility than anyone else, but And ironically this, enough, like in the first um the listener submission of the episode. Yeah. yeah. Like it it's kind of weird yeah. that they lined up so well. That you almost like you pictured like the old school like the old school farmer and and dude's grandpa they most of them are a, a no nonsense type of straight, person straight like, shooters yeah, yeah 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 and to have I don't know just to have him acknowledge that he knows something fucked yeah. up is going on yeah is I don't know it just hits it just I guess it hits it's a little weird bit man it's weird like when I read that story I'm like fuck that's heavy. And then this next story that I'm going to tell you is equally as mind-fucking. Great. Great. So this one here, this one follows Gretchen. And at the time, she was about 23 and looking for work. She wanted to work for a major magazine. And she was in college. I, I assume she ends up getting a call from New York, from some magazine in New York, after she graduated, which, of course, just made her fucking day. Some of Gretchen's sorority sisters actually knew people in New York. So one of them's like, hey, I know this girl named Jen. She's actually looking for a roommate. So you, I'll, I'll put you in contact with her. Maybe you can l l link up and have a, have a place to live. So Gretchen's like, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. So she gets a hold of Jen, and Jen was staying in Greenwich Village. Jen was a very quiet person, mostly minding her own business. She was an event organizer, which took up most of her time. So when it came to being in the apartment, Jen actually wasn't around all that much. She was just busy constantly. Gretchen said that the apartment was actually rather big for someone living in New York. So she assumed that Jen came from a wealthy family or, or had a pretty decent paying job. But Gretchen noticed right out of the gate that being in this apartment after the sun went down started throwing up red flags right from day one. Like she felt really weird in this apartment. How do you break that to your friend? Well, like, her like and Jen you. aren't actually friends. Sick. They're just acquaintances. acquaintances. Like, yo, your apartment's sick, but... 
also creepy. Yeah. And Jin said that, or uh, sorry, Gretchen said that it was even, it was even worse when she was trying to fall asleep. Now, after a few months, things started to go Gretchen's way. Where she was working, they decided to promote her from an unpaid intern to a paid assistant. Well, winter came and Jen returned from a work trip, right? And that particular trip took her to the Caribbean. But Gretchen noticed how pale Jen still was after spending a week in the Caribbean. But like I said, Jen and Gretchen weren't close. So Gretchen's like, you know what? I'm not even remotely comfortable with calling her out. Like why she doesn't have a tan, you know, maybe she stayed in the conference rooms the entire time or, or whatever, you know, didn't really look too much into it. But that very same night, Jen came into Gretchen's bedroom around midnight and she asked if she could sleep in bed with Gretchen. So that's kind of weird. Like that is weird. They're not. They don't dislike each other. You know, Gretchen makes the comment like, you know, if if Jen invited me to go out, I'd go out with her. Or if hell, I would actually like if Jen would come out with me and my friends, but Jim just doesn't seem like that type of person. She's very to herself. You know, I just don't feel like she would want to. So it, it is rather alarming when, you know, Jen comes in and she's like, Yo, can I sleep in bed with you? You know, and Gretchen was, she was a little taken back and, and extremely caught off guard, especially just waking up to that. But she noticed that Jim's, Jen's arms were shaking. So she moved over instantly and let Jen crawl into bed with her. And Gretchen, you know, of course, as almost anyone would do, asked, you know, well, what's going on? Like, what's got you so upset? And Jen, for the most part, just blew it off and just insisted it was a bad night terror. And just like that, before Gretchen could ask any more questions, Jen was passed the fuck out. Done. Lights out. When Gretchen wakes up the next morning, Jen's gone. She had got up early to go to work. So that day, Gretchen kind of, you know, runs the, runs, starts running things through her head. And how bizarre that night had had gone because those like i said those two weren't close at all the next night though the exact same thing happens gretchen tried to ask again what was going on but the same excuse and jen falls right back to sleep gretchen said it was like she was just utterly drained once she got into the room just instantly falling back to sleep once she was in the bed night after night this keeps happening for a few days you know, Gretchen wanted to pry for answers super bad, but her instinct was telling her not to pry. Just let Jen tell you when she's ready. So for the next week, continues. Night after night after night, Jen keeps coming in. Gretchen woke to Jen in her bed one night, sound asleep at about 1.30 a.m. Now, this you know, in this particular time, Jen doesn't wake Gretchen up. She just crawls into bed with her. Gretchen noticed that the hallway light was creeping through the space 
from the bottom of your door to the floor. Like she had a nice little gap there, right? Nope. Not right. <laughs> you, like, I, I can feel my anticipation reading this in your face right now. Yeah, I, like I when know. I was reading this for the first time. I know what's going to happen. Right. And I hate it. So, one, you know, it gives me Gretchen's like, all right, Jen must have got up, left the hallway light on when she was coming into Gretchen's room. Being the light sleeper that Gretchen was, she knew that she was going to have to get up and turn the light off. That light. Just leave it alone. That's what I'm saying. Just turn the other way. As she was scooting her way off the bed, she noticed quick movement break through the light. Oh, my God. Instantly, she feels a knot in her throat. So she's fucking confused right now. Gretchen was sitting on the bed trying to remember which floorboards creaked because they that apartment was old. And anywhere she's Gretchen claims anywhere Fuck them floorboards, I just jump out the window. <laughs> See ya. Well, Gretchen Gretchen claims that the it was a super old building, and any like you couldn't walk around in this room or this building without you making shitloads of noise. It was impossible. I would be having Jen's asleep ass body as a human shield <laughs> when I'm opening the door up. So. Gretchen's sitting there on the edge of the bed, trying to remember which floorboards creaked. She wanted to, she, all she wanted was to make it to the phone and call the police because she knew it was only her and Jen in the house. But then it dawns on her that she hadn't heard any noises accompanying the movement she had seen. Like I said, this apartment was crazy old and it, you, you just couldn't walk around without making noises. So, Gretchen or Gretchen is crazy confused on what to do now. So she she starts scanning the room. All right, what's a weapon that I can use? I need there something. There you go. Now you're talking. But she comes up empty. How? Mind. How you come up with empty? I mean anything. Pick up a lamp and hit a motherfucker <laughs> with it. Anything. Uh, hell if you if you're samurai enough, sword. Yeah, we know that works. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So she decides she's going to wake Jen up. She nudges Jen. Jen raises her head and was looking at Gretchen almost like with that look like, bitch, why did you wake me up? Go back to sleep. And Gretchen asked if she had any friends staying over. And in that moment, Gretchen literally saw the color leave Jen's face and instantly Jen looked at the door. When she oh saw the God. light coming from under the door, Jen began to scream bloody murder. Oh, great. Let them know where you're at. She frantically, like she climbs over Gretchen in bed and all the while, like it's a, it's a terrified climb because Gretchen's like, she ended up kneeing me in the ribs super hard. Just frantic. Yes, just frantically getting over, trying to get as far away from that door as, as possible. Hell no. She crouched in the corner with her head down. She was shaking, and just, tears were just running down her face. So at this point, Gretchen's like, all right, fuck it. Like you said, they know we're in here now. Gretchen gets up, goes over, grabs the phone. She sits beside Jen on the floor. He's at... Like I said, at this point, she knows exactly, or she knows whoever's in the house knows they're in there. Well, I'd be piling shit in front of that door. Same, same. 
the emergency operator answers the call. Jen is screaming at this point as both of them see someone's feet float toward the middle of the space between the door. Like in the room? No, whatever it is is oh, on the outside. I got you. They're seeing it under the door. Yes. Okay. The figure, I got you. The figure, the figure was still, still, almost like it was observing the room through the door, even though the door was closed. She verified the address with the operator, and at this point, the operator's like, "Okay, I know something." Is going on here. <laughs> yeah, there's a woman screaming bloody yeah. murder on the other end. So she tells Gretchen, all right, listen, we got two officers on the way. And Jen is just clinging to Gretchen's arm for dear life. And at this point, Gretchen's like, all right, Jen knows what the fuck is on the other side of that door. She, The way she's acting, she knows what the fuck's going on here. So, at this point, Jen starts to ask, why would they be here? Why would they be here? Oh, my God. I, I, would, I, would, I would just crawl down the fire escape. <laughs> Dude, would, I'm with you. I would be trying to jump. I would be finding any I way out. Even, I wouldn't even inquire what the fuck she's talking about. As soon as she said, <laughs> why, why would they be here? I'd say, I don't give a shit why they'd be here. I'm getting the fuck out of here. That's what it would be. I'd say, fuck these things. I'd say, why am I here? And then I'd climb out the window. <laughs> oh God, it's so bad. So Gretchen sits there and watches this. Like you're just as, unless you're me or Steve and you're jumping out the window, anyone else is going to be staring at that crack. Jin makes it a hundred times worse by screaming, being in the corner, freaking out. I know. Like I can handle the shadow. Like I, I could, I could get myself into the mindset where I'd be like, "All right, Ch- chances are I'd be okay against whatever's on the other side of the store." Her freaking the fuck out behind me, it's just gonna make me go crazy. Oh yeah. And then I'm just gonna open the door. Well, like you said, like you said, it, you lose all element of surprise because she started screaming yeah. like a fool. They know we're here now. Yeah, you might. I mean, you might as well just have clapped shots off through the door. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, Gretchen is just laser focused on the spot between the door. It gives me anxiety. And I'm not even there. At this point, all of a sudden, the light goes out. Boom. Even worse. So Gretchen just sit, like both of them ends up sitting there and just being as quiet as they can, listening for any type of noises throughout the house. And a few minutes later, they heard knocking on the door, followed by someone announcing they're they're the police. So Gretchen finally works up the courage, and she's like, all right, I know that I can make it to that front door. Because in her head, she's thinking that there is somebody outside the door waiting to snag her when she comes out, which I would be too. Yeah. So she just, like... (coughs) Blasts through the doors as fast as she can, gets to the front door, opens the door. The police come in. They check the entire building. There's nothing to be found. Of course. Nothing. So the police end up leaving. And the, the police were real kind to him. They they said they would have somebody come back and 
kind of just check up on them for a little while to make sure everything's okay. After all that was said and done, Gretchen sits down next to Jen on the couch and asks, she's like, all right, at this point, you're telling me what the fuck is going on. She's like, Jen, you know, looks at the floor and flat out told her during my Caribbean work trip, I was abducted. And right out of the gate, Gretchen's like, okay, somebody kidnapped her. You know, it happens, whatever. But Jen started to describe her captors. And she says that they were beings and that they were tall, skinny, unclothed, and communicate with her via telepathy. Gretchen, at this point, is like, what? What? Like, her mind is melting at this point. But she knew that Jen wasn't lying because of the amount of fear Jen was experiencing. You just, she just was utterly convinced that Jen was not lying because even telling her the description and the truth of what's going on, Jen's in tears. Jen told Gretchen that whatever these things are, they didn't walk around. They hovered a few inches off the ground, which was something Gretchen's brain couldn't process because she had seen that through the space between the doors. She saw whatever it was, the feet floating above the fucking ground. Jen says that these beings could also illuminate their surroundings at will, which also makes sense to Gretchen, considering how it looked like the hallway light was on. But the girls ended up staying up the rest of that night. Oddly enough, things start to go back to normal after that. Jen started sleeping in her own bed. Then Jen ends up finding a dude and she starts spending all of her time with him when she wasn't working. Now, Gretchen then met another coworker who she hit it off with. And that coworker had uh, an apartment closer to their job. So Gretchen bounced on Jen, moved in with this other coworker and it wasn't, long you know they her and jen stayed in contact for a couple months after that but then it just kind of yeah and the last thing in this story gretchen said and i quote to this day i still can't help but wonder if on the other side of that door stood extraterrestrial life well it probably did gretchen like when I, I, I think this was, I'm almost hundred percent positive. This was the story that as soon as I was done with it, I texted you and I said, fuck alien stories. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Because I'm like my anxiety. It's weird. That- would be hor Like I would be horrified to see oh, the yeah. light on and I, no, it wouldn't even have to be fucking aliens, but just seeing a shadow moving on the other side of that door. And I know damn good and well. There's nobody else in this fucking house. Yeah, that's that's I will be movie terrified. 101. And then the fact that you wake up, like if you were in my room and I'm like, Steve, did you have motherfuckers stay in the night? 
and you instantly look at the door and start screaming, I'm going to go, oh, fuck. <laughs> We're in trouble here. It's weird that Gretchen got the heebie-jeebies the first time she went into the apartment, mm-hmm. too. Like, maybe maybe it wasn't the first time Jen had been abducted. Probably not. Being in the Caribbean. I wouldn't think so. My gut says that, because that, that's where I was at when I first started reading the story, especially knowing that the book is about aliens. When she said she had that creepy vibe, yeah. that's where my brain went like, to. Why is, else would you include that? Right. If, if it wasn't. Like, I feel like Jen had definitely been visited before. Yeah. And I, I honestly didn't expect that would have been Jen's quote unquote first encounter. I thought that maybe she was going to say that this, this has been a ring of abduction. Like these happen frequently yeah. to me. Yeah. That's, and it's oh. even more bizarre that after that night, they never came back. That, that, that they, they know, know of. of yeah. 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 I don't know. Like I said, it was one of them stories that maybe her, the maybe mental them, picture destroys maybe, you. Yeah. Maybe them acknowledging it's possible. Could be, or maybe they up their game to where Jen just stopped remembering. Mm, yeah, that would be the best case scenario. I don't know, but you definitely made my extraterrestrial anxiety go up a notch. I told Thanks, you, Kyle. These ones were fucking creepy. I they were fucking I creepy. Fucking hate aliens. Just the mental image That's... from those two stories fucks my brain. Because you know what? You never, ever, ever just get a story. Where they're like, you know what? These dudes were chill. They were <laughs> no, chill. You're right. No, you're right. It's always, it's always probing. It's always into except the, for the into except the for the ones shit. that were at Stardust. Apparently, they were okay. Yeah, because some they, were, of they were fighting off the shitty ones. Some of them, yeah. Some of them were nice, but some of them were assholes. Yeah, they, it's just because the assholes were interfering with whatever nefarious That's bullshit true. the nice ones wanted. To That's do. true. It's never but like yeah, you never. At least we, I don't hear the stories like you said, like where one shows up and they're like, "Yo," even even the Reddit, even the Reddit dude who was like, "Hey, they were chill," comes back around and is like, "They not, weren't that chill, not so chill." No, like why like, can't they just like be they, like they were murdering people, kind of, and uh, it's just there's gonna be a big <laughs> yeah. a big alien race war now. Like, like and, why can't it just be like they show up at your crib and, and bring monsters and they're like, Kyle, Steve, you guys are pretty cool. We like what you're doing. Have this monster. Yeah, and Kyle, you're you're cured of all your ailments. <laughs> and you're rich. I mean, I'm not gonna say you're no. Rich, you're rich with alien money. I'm not gonna say no. But it, I mean, it would be cool if they were chill. But well, they're never chill. No, probably because they look at us like we're dumb as fuck. Yeah, because we're never chill. That's true. They're like, why would we be chill if they're not chill? So yeah, everybody's they, getting they, a probe. They have the mentality that, <laughs> well, if you were able to capture me, you would probe me. So yeah, therefore, yeah. I'm going to do the same thing to you. Before. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hate it. See how you guys like it. I don't like it. I don't know. I Those were two two stories that I found that I thought were worth sharing because they are terrifying. Oh, I will fight demons all day long with no. I just do not no I am not down with extraterrestrials I am on the other end of the spectrum I flip that I would rather fight an alien than a demon I'm dead serious 
I'm dead serious. Poll. Everybody go to uh, wherever social media is. And let, you know what? I'm going to put it up on Facebook. Who would you, if you had to fight one, which would you rather fight, a demon or an alien? I think my side wins. You think people would rather fight an alien? Mm. I think it's because demons are too hard to get rid of. How do you get, how the fuck do you get rid of an alien? I don't fucking, well, you hit it with a samurai sword. Well, <laughs> I forgot about that. And then in the world is the man, a samurai sword just goes to the roof. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, samurai I sword know, producers. I, I, need to, I need to buy into samurai stock. <laughs> I, we need to get old boy from a job. Stardust. Well, we need to get a job too. We need to get old boy from Stardust out here and be like, okay, so if you can fight aliens with samurai swords what do we use to fight demons that's, that's what we question. need to know zach baggins if you listen to this podcast which you probably don't which you could though you might but you probably don't probably don't but you could what do we use to fight demons i keep asking you on twitter but you're not never talk back to me so my buddy said he's gonna make us super soakers full of like moonbeam charged water Moonshine, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, That's what we can fuck up Cemetery X with. <laughs> just like, the police will show up and they'll be like, What do you have in these super soakers? Moonshine, and they're like, Get out, <laughs> you're, you're coming with us, you go to jail. Oh, god, anyway, yeah. we're gonna end it there. Super soakers full of moonshine, yes, fighting demons. God, if you have a super soaker full of moonshine, you have more demons than I can possibly think You might of. as well just throw a Zippo on the end of <laughs> yeah. it and make a flamethrower. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us today. What a wild show. Yeah, We're sorry I read like the... an idiot. You did good. I read like an idiot. I was I was like in there. Not to mention I'm I'm kind of zippy on Monster right now, so it's making me a little <laughs> like woo-hoo. A little loopy. Yeah. I, uh... Yeah, I, I I hated your episode, so thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. I uh, don't like that at all. So thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you tell all your friends. Um, I want to thank all of our Venmo uh, people who've been p- pumping money in the Venmo and everybody on Patreon for supporting the show. We love you guys. And there's, Yeah, we're broke as fuck. There's so many that I've just completely fallen behind shouting out everybody, but we love you all. Uh, where are we going? Check us out on our social medias. You got scary stories, send them to us. And until next time, stay safe, stay weird. And if you are in a house and your roommate starts screaming about aliens, just leave. I know that you guys are cool. I know that they're probably a good person. But you know what? (laughs) You need to take care of number one and just get the hell out of there. Best advice of the year. That's what I would do. See ya.